And welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I am Laura, also the human. This is Chapter 2.10, To Cut a Woman's Hair, bordered by Kent Osborne and Samvale Xiaphone. In this episode of Come Along With Me, when you stumble upon a tree witch, there is hell to pay. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. A tree witch overhears a bird calling Finn and Jake heroes and implores them for help. She's balding and wants some princess hair to cover up. Jake warns Finn that she's probably evil because she's so ugly and they shouldn't help her. After Jake tries some smooth talk that backfires when a tree witch develops a crush, Finn explains that they only help when people are in danger. The tree witch then sits on Jake. He will be sucked into her bottomless bottom little by little unless Finn agrees to fetch some princess hair. Finn tries muscle princess, then lumpy space princess. Both of them think that he just has feelings for them. He goes to a graveyard and finds the resting place of Princess Beautiful. But when he digs her up, he realizes that she died of baldness. Finn returns to Jake and says it's not working because all the princesses are falling in love with him. Jake says to use that to his advantage to get the hair. Finn goes to Princess Bubblegum and whisks her into the forest for a very intense and fast spaghetti dinner. She agrees to give him some of her hair, which he brings back to the tree witch. Except it's gum, not hair. At this point, Jake is almost completely sucked into her butt. Finn tells the tree witch that no one will ever love her because she's ugly. On the inside. She confesses that she knows she's ugly and evil, but was hoping some beautiful hair would help her love herself and get better. Finn feels bad and asks if it has to be princess hair. It just has to be beautiful, so Finn removes his bare hat to reveal his gorgeous flowing locks. He gives his hair to the tree witch, who happily says she's going to use her new hair to do evil. Then she trips and falls and breaks a branch. Much like the tart toter, most of this episode I could take or leave, but that moment where he lets his hair go is just so worth it. (laughs) It's so gorgeous. And I don't know, I remember it really being very striking the first time I watched it. Like, I don't know, a male character with long, beautiful hair. It was great. Yes. And I mean, you know, something they probably wrote into this episode just for a gag and ends up being quite a relevant part of his physical character. Yeah, like, I can't say that I feel like maybe there's a way to read it that way, but it it doesn't seem to have much to do with his personality, but I like how it's consistently used as a marker of time. Yes, me too. Every time he cuts his hair, you can consistently see as it grows over time. And I really like that as just a continuous bit of continuity. Yeah, it's nice. And then, of course, the best is when he shaves his head to be Davy and Bimo is just weeping. (laughs) I just 
just love how shiny it is. Yeah, it's gorge. Yeah. I'm just saying, Finn, uh, if adventuring doesn't work out, I think you, you have a future as a model. I mean, all the princesses fall in love with him, so... Yeah, he clearly has something going for him. Mojo. Mojo, yeah. I want to shout out, and this is maybe my favorite part besides the hair thing. I mean, the hair thing's obvious. Is the way, way like... Jake brings up how Finn has a fantasy of, like, smooching Princess Bubblegum while Finn is chewing up apples to feed baby birds with. Like, it is the least romantic or sexy time to bring something like that up. Yeah, he's regurgitating food into birds' mouths. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, I love that the tree witch is such an ugly hag. Really back to the season one roots there with a horrible, ugly hag. I like the season one roots. Um, I like how this was kind of a fun deconstruction of good, evil appearance stuff. It felt very much like it was referencing Wizard of Oz, like, oh, all good witches are beautiful type thing, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, we get some of that in season one, too, right? Yeah, so this is very much a continuation of that, which I kind of like. Not so much sure how I I like about what kind of feels like fat jokes at the witch's expense. Yeah, that's not the best. Yeah, especially the stuff about, like, have her butt so big so it can suck people up. Like, that's just kind of gross, in my opinion. By the way, Jake can (laughs) shapeshift. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I justified it as she's a witch, so maybe she's got buck but sucking magic. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Was it my delivery? Yeah, just the the phrase butt sucking magic is really funny. (laughs) (sighs) I like muscle princess. I like Muscle Princess, too. If I had beautiful, shiny hair, no one would look at my muscles. (laughs) She's so confident about her muscles. And you know what? I appreciate that in women. Me, too. I love it. Yeah. This marks the first episode where Lumpy Space Princess is off living in the woods. Yeah, and we don't really ever get any official, like, flashback type of backstory to it, do we? I mean, we can pretty much just assume that she got annoyed at her parents for something that was probably pretty minor and small and said, I'm out of here. And then she goes and lives in the woods for like, I think literally the rest of the show until like a single scene in the montage at the in the finale. <laughs> Which is crazy because she's like, I wouldn't expect LSP to be the type of person who could live in the woods, but she proves me wrong. So she does manage it. I'm not sure she ever learns from it, but <laughs> LSB doesn't learn from things, Laura. <laughs> right, my bad. And I know that's the joke. I feel like I'd like her better if she did, though. That's true. She does have the best line in the episode, which is, I knew you liked me, Finn. That's why you're running. Get in touch with your feelings, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. What's creepier? Cutting a homeless girl's hair off when she's sleeping or grave robbing for hair? Cutting someone's hair while they're sleeping. Okay. 
You know, that was where I was feeling too. Especially because, I mean, A, corpses usually aren't using it anymore. And B, this corpse was sapient and seemed to be grateful for being dug up. <laughs> she already knew who Finn was, though, so I'm confused about that. Everyone knows who Finn is, I guess. Even if you've been entombed? Yeah, or at least. That's how, that's how famous he is. Wow, well, goes to show, I guess. Uh, this is also, uh, along with the Tartoter from last week, this is the second episode where Jake is, like, really good at lying and Finn is, like, not very good at it. <laughs> well, that well, that checks out. Uh, Jake has a storied past as a criminal delinquent. And he's a smooth talker. Smooth. If Jake, or rather, I guess, a human person who looked like Jake, or a human, you know what I mean, dropped his lines on you do you think it would work no <laughs> no no i don't think it would work on me either but I but know. i'm not a lonely tree witch so i really like the scene where finn puts on a speed date <laughs> with princess Beluga. <laughs> yeah that's good she's like but i'm watering <laughs> <laughs> i love that she waters her plants personally i think that's a good meditative mindful you know Princess Bullygum's mental health isn't the best, and I think it's good for her to have those hobbies to really ground her, you know? <laughs> I just think it's funny she's using, like, this primitive watering can when she was using anti-gravity containers last episode. Like I said, it's good to have grounding activities. <laughs> no, I just love the frantic way he's, like, chopping down the trees to sit, and he, like, basically shoves spaghetti in Princess Bubblegum's mouth. You're lucky I like spaghetti. And then he pays the ladybug, whose name's Simon. Whose name's Simon? He's, I mean, Simon doesn't have, isn't the only Simon in the world. And I doubt he was Simon yet at this point in the show. Wasn't it, I, I, I would argue he's always Simon, even if he didn't know it. <laughs> I just meant they didn't know his name was going to be Simon. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also had to pause to look at the dollar bill that he gives the ladybug and it has a clown on it uh. <laughs> yeah and i don't like the implications for the world it's the only way uh, i don't <laughs> like that episode <laughs> i'm so dreading it <laughs> how do we feel about how Princess Bubblegum handles Finn in this episode. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it some last season. Just this weird, like, the best way to explain it might be that she's flattered by the attention. You know, makes her feel young and desirable. For me, um, it, I don't know. It very much feels to me like how I would feel if I'd been 18 and an 11-year-old was crushing on me, right? Like, oh, that's cute. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I know Princess Bubblegum sometimes gets flack in the fandom for leading Finn on. And I think there's some credit to that. I, I think it kind of varies by episode. Um, but this one felt more like, to me, like, she thought this was a kid doing a play date. She didn't take it seriously yeah that's fair i guess it just compared to all the other princesses who are like oh you totally are into me because you want my hair 
she's just like she, ah. I, I I never well I don't want to say I never get the sense that she also feels the same because again I think it varies by episode and story border but I feel like when I take it as like overall she's never felt like she actually reciprocates Finn's feelings yeah I agree overall like I said I think it's flattering and cute but not not reciprocal yeah and i think she i think you can definitely say she doesn't do a good enough job of just telling finn that she's not interested and i think you could argue that's because again she doesn't she sees it as a little kid who's play acting and doesn't realize the intensity and seriousness of his feelings yeah yeah but hey the hair yeah, that wad of bubblegum ends up being important, doesn't it? It comes up in two more very crucial episodes. One, what was missing, which obviously, uh, I feel like that's a that's famously a landmark for Princess Bubblegum and Marceline's relationship, but I think it's also a very important episode for Finn. I agree. And then um, Incendium, is it? Or Hot to the Touch? Where uh, Finn has a full-on emotional breakdown singing and crying over that hair. (laughs) Oh, boy. Cool continuity, though. Cool continuity. You know, I like that. I think that's part of what made Adventure Time stand out. They took these little silly things that I think a lot of shows at the time would have just forgotten about and brought it back. Hey everybody, so we've got some snail mail today, Uh, so we're going to be taking a look into the mailbag. KK, can you lead us in with the first question? The first question is from Izzy. Uh, They actually sent us uh, another email saying they love the pod, which we really appreciate. Thank you so much. And they say, uh, what's your favorite Adventure Time episode? It's pretty, pretty tall order. Yeah, and I'm going to say up front, I'm not somebody who naturally sorts things easily into favorites you know yeah Uh, i mean i have like my favorites but i rarely have like one definitive agreed now that said if somebody held a knife to my neck and asked me this question which is a weird way to go about a mugging i feel like there's easier ways to (laughs) ask these questions um it would probably end up being uh i remember you Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just such a beautiful, poignant episode. It is. I I think it's probably the one I've watched the most times, and I still kind of tear up every single time. So I think I have to go with that if if I'm really pressed. I really love The Hall of Egress. Oh, that's Um, a good one. I love that one, too. Yeah, I think a lot of people like that one, and I certainly do, too. Uh, And then... But I... uh, I'm all about recency bias, and I love the episode Gumbaldia, which is the episode right before Come Along With Me, the very final episode of the series. Really? I love that episode. I think it's so funny, and I think it's uh, just a really great, like, it shows how far Finn's come as a character, where he, like, really doesn't want to fight. I just really love it, man. I mean, I don't dislike Gambaldia, but for me, it feels like such a setup episode. So it's not bad. It's just, it's the connective tissue, right? It's like saying my yeah. favorite part of the body is the collagen. <laughs> well, I really like it. Hey, that's fair. 
So yeah, uh, there's the answer for you. Uh, I remember you in Gumbaldia, apparently. <laughs> I also really love Elements, just as a miniseries. Yeah, you know, that's kind of cheating, but... Yeah, I feel like we can't say miniseries. Maybe that'll be another question for another day. Sure. But it's not that hard, though, when you only have three to pick from. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other question we got is from Fake Name. Thank you so much, Fake Name. <laughs> Uh, and they asked, if you were stranded on a desert island with only one season of Adventure Time, what would it be? For them, it would be season three or two. I feel like this is a question that might end up, my answer might end up changing based on mm -hmm. this podcast, actually. Um, especially because when I watch Adventure Time, you know, you kind of watch it through and the the delineations between seasons kind of blend together. But again, I think my answer would be, Let's see, say the old school season nine. So the one that included season 10, you know, they kind of like the two together yeah. network. Yeah. Like Cartoon Network kind of was From weird Jayden. and like split them up after they said they weren't going anyway. So let's pretend that season nine is the original season nine with all of season 10 in it. That would be my season. Okay. For me, mm, on one hand, I feel like I really like a lot of the the stuff in season five um but that also it's also the longest it also, also feels longest like season. cheating yeah, yeah but you know what if if i'm on a desert island and this is for some reason the only piece of entertainment i have there's something to be said for quantity that's very true isn't season five uh jake the dog and finn the human it starts with jake the dog and finn the human which is a little weird because you don't get the setup the lich and i want it on record i also really like season four but it's also really weird to end it on the lich and then you never get to watch anything past that you know oh man i am going through the f season five though davy jake the dad five more short grables simon and marcy pahoy pahoy, I love pahoy. oh man you're right we got James Baxter in there. Like, there's some really wizards only fools. Jake Sky suit. The the gayness of Sky Witch. Come on. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Season five's my second. My second <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm definitely gonna settle on season five here. <laughs> and we just wanted to say one more thing. Of course, uh, Bismarcky recently passed away, and he was the voice of Snorlock in Slow Love, which we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, rest in peace, buddy, and uh, I hope you're making friends in wherever you are. Rest in peace. All right, well, thank you very much for sending in this awesome snail mail. We're always happy to answer questions, so stick around to the end of the episode if you uh, want to hear how you can reach us. So, KK. Yes. Do you have a media rec to share with our wonderful audience? I do. It might be a little too on the nose, but uh, the Disney movie Rapunzel is... I mean, yeah. What else can you recommend for this episode, <laughs> right? It's got an evil witch, long glow glowing hair. It's got everything, right? It's got everything. It's probably not necessary to compare it to Frozen, but I always kind of do because they were, came out around the same time. And I just think it's the superior movie in every way. It's got I great mean, music. Uh, it's got a fun message. Um, it's just really cute, guys. Give it a, give it a watch. Also, Tangled. Wanna... I'm sorry. I called it Rapunzel. It's called Tangled. <laughs> and you know what I want to shout out if you're mentioning the film Tangled? Which? The TV show Tangled. Oh. 
Tangled had, and admittedly, I have not watched as much as I should. It is, I feel like it's one of those niche picks that a lot of the animation fandom don't know about, but those who have watched it really appreciate. And the main thing I know it for is the music. It has some really wonderful musical numbers. Uh, if you ever just kind of want to hear a cool Disney style music number, uh, check out Crossing the Line. That's a really fun song. On you, yeah, you know, just look it up on YouTube. It's great. Neat. Thank you for joining Laura and KK the Humans on Come Along With Me. Email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram and Tumblr at Adventure Time Pod. Come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Thank you.